Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You. And here's the headline of our program today. Dave Chappelle's Space Jews Joke Never Makes It Into Orbit. A few weeks ago, comedian Dave Chappelle and Netflix produced a comedy special called The Closer. In the special, Dave Chappelle descends into an anti-Jewish, anti-Israel, hate-filled rant. What is so disturbing about Dave's journey into dredging up classic anti-Semitic tropes is that he has faced little criticism from the public since making the remarks. The strange thing is that Dave Chappelle's tirade against Jews came out of left field. The jokes had no context. They almost seemed forced. Yet he placed the anti-Semitic jokes in his monologue for a reason. And here are the jokes. Here's what Dave said. Dave Chappelle, he's talking about UFO sightings in his monologue and talking about making a movie about aliens. And here's what he says. In my movie idea, we find out that these aliens are originally from Earth that they're from an ancient civilization that achieved interstellar travel and left the earth thousands of years ago. Some other planet they go to and things go terrible for them on the other planet. So they come back to earth and decide that they want to claim the earth for their own. It's a pretty good plot line, Dave says. And then he says, I call this movie Space Jews. About 30 minutes later into his routine, Chappelle strikes back with vengeance against the Jewish people, and here's what he says. There was a black man in South Carolina during slavery who somehow got granted his freedom by his so-called master, and when his master granted him the freedom, he also gave him a plot of land. Now, it turns out this brother was brilliant. He had a good eye, good knack for farming, and he farmed this plot of land very successfully and made a lot of money. And this is where the story gets crazy. When he got all that money, this guy bought some slaves. Not only was he a slave owner, he became a slave breeder and employed tactics that were so cruel, even white slave owners were like, yo, man, he was a wild dude, but he did it just because that's what successful people did at the time. He just wanted to be down. What a tragedy. How can a person that went through slavery perpetuate the same evil on a person that looks just like him? It's mind-blowing, and shockingly, they're making a movie about him. Ironically, it's called Space Jews. On the program today, uh, we're going to talk about what Dave Chappelle sang about Jews and Israel. Also, why is it that when modern-day comedians strike down the Jewish people in this way, they receive little uh, to no pushback or criticism? Here to join the conversation is my good friend, Dexter Van Zyl. Dexter Van Zyl is the Shulman Research Fellow for the Committee for Accuracy in Middle East Reporting and Analysis, also known as CAMERA. Dexter's articles have appeared in the Jerusalem Post, the Boston Globe, Jewish Political Studies Review, and the Jewish News Syndicate. Dexter is not Jewish, but he is a defender of the Jewish people. He's from Boston, 
And I've been following Dexter for about 15 years, a brilliant young man who's on it when it comes to understanding what is happening in the rise of anti-Semitism in America today. So we're honored to have Dexter as our esteemed guest. So Dexter, welcome to Israel and you. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you, Aaron. So Dexter, you were one of the journalists who wrote about Dave Chappelle's rant against the Jewish people and against Israel. So what's your opinion? What was Dave implying in his jokes and creating this whole idea known as space Jews? Well, I, I think basically the message that he was offering was is that essentially that the modern day Jews have done everything that has been done to them either during their Holocaust or during uh, what was written about them in the, the, the Old Testament, that they, at one point they were slaved, oppressed, or murdered in huge numbers, at, and now they've gone on to do the same thing to the Palestinians. And that was, and the campaign against anti-Semitism stated that the implica implication of Chappelle's bit was that the inhuman Jews left their ancient homeland and other countries of the dispersion of their own volition, and after causing destruction elsewhere, they now return to reclaim what they had willingly abandoned, even at the expense of misery of others. And and essentially, that's a narrative. And the, the second joke was exact was along those lines as well. It was like, look, uh, you know, the, the Jews have been mistreated and look at just how terrible they are in their homeland or, or, or in modern state of Israel. Look at what they're doing to the Palestinians. And the, the, essentially the, the narrative is, is that the, the Jews are. That actually the narrative is this, is that the people who mistreated the Jews really aren't as guilty as they were, because, look, they're just like the rest of us. And. It's almost retrospective, like because of the sins of the, the Jews in the modern era, the bad things that were done to them historically really weren't aren't all that bad. I think that's really what's going on. It's like it's almost like a, a, a lessening of the guilt of the people who've mistreated uh, and, and abused the Jews uh, through the course of history. And it's a it's a troubling implication, but I, I think one of the messages I think he's trying to get across is, look, you know, it's okay to, to beat up on the Jews. It's okay to dr drag the Jews uh, because, uh, you know, they're evil too. You know, they're evil. Yeah, it's almost like he was promoting the apartheid lie that Israel is, is like apartheid South Africa, that it is oppressing uh, the people that look like them is what he said, you know, the, the, the Arab people, the Jewish people. And um, so he painted Israel as a state, as a nation, as a very evil apartheid nation. And he painted the Jewish people as uh, evil people as well. So why are jokes about minority minorities career ending but anti-Semitic jokes like this largely go unnoticed in the public? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, that the Jews uh, are regarded as a successful people, uh, and they have been able to achieve an awful lot of success in American society and in other countries in which they live. But they're small in number, so what you can do is you can basically act out your envy and your hostility towards people who are very successful. Uh, without having to worry about any of the consequences that you might endure if you were to 
uh, essentially drag another people group through the mud mm -hmm. uh, because they are more no more numerous and um, and more powerful. One of the things that I always tell people is is that look, if you uh, offend Jewish sensibilities, you might get a letter from the ADL. If you get something wrong about Israel in the newspaper, you might get uh, a letter from the Committee for Accuracy in Middle East Reporting and Analysis. You know, the local board of rabbis might complain. Uh, but if you offend the sensibilities of extremist Muslims in the Middle East, um, they'll, they'll, they'll issue a fatwa on you and you will end up have, having to go into hiding. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you, you take a look at the guy who wrote uh, Salman Rushdie, who wrote uh, the Satanic Verses. He basically has had to live years and years and years of his life in hiding with 24-hour guard because he offended the Ayatollahs in Iran. Uh, and what we have now here is somebody that's complaining about people trying to cancel him for telling a, a bad joke, but he's been able to... his career hasn't suffered a bit as a result of any of the things that he's he's said so yeah it's what's amazing to me is is dexter when when things like this happen and uh someone comes out with the anti-semitic trope or you know dredges up it's almost like dave was talking about the blood libel uh myth from the middle ages that uh gentile children are kidnapped by uh, the jewish uh, community and uh, their blood is drained so that the Jews can drink their blood at Passover. And that's known as the myth of the blood libel. And so here we go again. He's dredging up these old anti-Semitic myths that, you know, the Jews are, are evil. The Jews are, are harming the rest of the world. And what's amazing to me is when, when things like this happen, when, when someone comes out with a joke like this or a statement like this against the Jews, uh, it's normally uh, Jewish people, you know, rabbis, uh, <clears throat> Jewish journalists that come out and they criticize whoever made the statement. But why is it always the Jews that have it to defend themselves? You know, why isn't it that maybe Christian pastors or leaders are coming out and standing in defense of the Jewish people? Why is it only the Jews that have to defend themselves? For the first few decades after the Holocaust, you might have actually seen a significant number of people come out and, and condemn these types of jokes. The problem is, is that the taboo associated with anti-Semitism that existed up until maybe the 1990s, maybe early 2000s, has largely been washed away because people have forgotten the, about the Holocaust. And they think that the only people who are hurt by these types of jokes uh, are Jews. And because there's, there's only, you know, a very small number of them on the planet, nobody really cares. And they're becoming increasingly isolated in large uh, parts of American society and culture. So it's no big deal. The, the thing is, is that the taboo associated with anti-Semitism after the Holocaust was in large part due to a recognition that people understood that anti-Semitism wasn't just a threat to the Jews, but it was a threat to the civilization itself. After a world war cost 60 million people their lives, they understood that they could no longer traffic in these types of jokes without consequences. And the problem is at this point now, people have forgotten about that. 
They've forgotten about, they don't know their history associated with the Holocaust. They don't understand uh, why singling the Jews out is a particularly dangerous thing to do for civilization. So they, they just do it. And that that's a problem. I heard one story, and I don't know how true it is, is that at one point, and Ernest Hemingway did actually incorporate anti-Semitism into some of his books, uh, particularly The Sun Also Rises. But uh, he stopped telling anti-Semitic jokes after the Holocaust. That was the story I, that I've heard, in large part because he understood where it led to. Now, I don't know whether or not that, I don't know how, that might be apocryphal. But that's where we are right now. People have forgotten about it, and uh, and we have to remember. We have to figure out a way to embark on a, a project of remembrance about this, I think. So your article, uh, Dexter, is entitled, Is Dave Chappelle an Admirer of Louis Farrakhan? It was published in the Alga Minor November 8th, just a week ago. And so the question is, does Dave have a connection to the Nation of Islam and to Louis Farrakhan? See, that's an interesting thing. Uh, we don't know exactly for sure, but he did have his picture taken with Minister Farrakhan in 2016. Uh, and he, the thing is, is that a lot of his attitude, his jokes, you know, particularly the jokes about the Jews, are similar to the type of things that Louis Farrakhan would say about Jews and also uh, possibly as well as about uh, white people as well. Um, and so this is an interesting question because he had his picture taken with him in 2016. He uh, also basically blithely kind of referenced him. He said uh, in an article in 2016, he said, I was at Ali's Muhammad Ali's funeral and I saw Farrakhan there Arnold in Arnold Schwarzenegger and I saw Bill Clinton. They all looked great. But I le realize these guys are getting old. Then I realized I'm getting old. We're all here because of Muhammad Ali. He just dropped Farrakhan's name into the middle of that quote as if there was no nothing to it. And that's a real red flag for me because he's a the type of guy you need to kind of uh, distance yourself from if you want to be mainstream American society. Yeah. Well, on the other side, we're going to talk about uh, Dave Chappelle's uh, Jew uh joke which he called jews space jews and we're going to talk about his connections to louis farrakhan the nation of islam and so our guest today is dexter van zyle from the organization known as camera the committee for accuracy in middle east reporting and we'll catch you on the other side of the break as we talk about how comedy has gone anti-Semitic in America. Hi, I'm Aaron Free, president of Israel Team Advocates. Israel Team is a nonprofit organization that advocates for the Jewish people and the land of Israel. Our work is mainly on evangelical college campuses where we're seeing a growing tide of anti-Israelism and anti-Semitism. The social justice movement is falsely proclaiming that Israel is violating the human rights of its neighbors. As well, critical race theory now being taught on evangelical institutions 
Nations proclaims that Jewish people are white colonial settlers who have settled in a land that does not belong to them. This, of course, is untrue. 55% of Israelis are non-white. There are a quarter million Ethiopian Jews living in Israel, and over one million Arabs call Israel home. According to the FBI, there has been a 350% increase of anti-Semitic incidents in the last two years. As well, 70% of evangelical young people hold to a negative view of Israel. If this trend goes unchallenged, evangelicalism will be anti-Israel within 10 years. Israel team needs your help. We are building centers for understanding anti-Semitism and the rebirth of Israel on evangelical college and seminary campuses. We do presentations about how the Nazis took over college campuses in order to brainwash the minds of young German Christians. We're building bridges of understanding through our nights to honor the Jewish people in churches nationwide. Will you help Israel team stand in the gap to fight the scourge of anti-Semitism? Israel team has received a matching grant and every dollar you give to help us build a bridge for the next generation will be matched by January 1st, 2022. You can donate today by going to our donate page at israelteam.org. And for your donation, we'll send you our new book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of Anti-Semitism, and What Can Be Done to Stop It. Be sure to leave your mailing address in the comment section so that we can mail the book out to you. Help us meet this matching grant by going to our donate section at israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You. We're with our esteemed guest today, Dexter Van Zyl, from the Committee for Accuracy in Middle East Reporting and Analysis, known as CAMERA, in Boston. And we're talking about uh, Dave Chappelle's comedy, which went strangely anti-Semitic in a Netflix special just a few weeks ago. And before the break, we were talking about Dave Chappelle's possible connection to the Nation of Islam and Louis Farrakhan. And one thing I didn't know, but from Dexter's article published in the Al Jaminer just a few weeks ago on Dave Chappelle's connection to Minister Louis Farrakhan, uh, Dave Chappelle is uh, Muslim and he's connected to the Islamic faith. He attended the 20th anniversary of Louis Farrakhan's Million Man March, and in a recent YouTube video, uh, Louis Farrakhan talks about uh, his respect for Dave Chappelle. So is there a connection there? And it would seem so, because Dave Chappelle in this new Netflix special is fomenting the same kind of hatred towards Jews that Louis Farrakhan foments. Here's some quotes I found from Louis Farrakhan. He said that uh, he's here to separate the good Jews from the satanic Jews. And, of course, Dave Chappelle talks about space Jews. And Louis Farrakhan, his favorite phrase is satanic Jews. He also says, I'm not mad at you, speaking of the Jewish people, because you're so stupid. So when they talk about Farrakhan, call me a hater. You do what they do. Call me an anti-Semite. Stop it. I'm an anti-termite. So in this sense, uh, Farrakhan is calling Jewish people termites. And then he says in a sermon in 2018, Satanic Jews have infected the whole world with poison and deceit. In a speech on uh, February 25th, 2018, Farrakhan says the Jews have control over those agencies of government, when you want something in this world, the Jews hold the door. And then he says in a speech in February 
second February 25th, 2018. Powerful Jews are my enemy. And so it would seem that Dave Chappelle was striking out against what Farrakhan calls the powerful Jews. On the Holocaust, Farrakhan says the Jews have been so bad at politics they lost half their population in the Holocaust. They thought they could trust Hitler and they helped him get the Third Reich on the road. And then again, Farrakhan says, at the end of a talk to students at the University of Tehran Law School, Farrakhan led the chanting of the common Iranian refrain, death to Israel and death to America. That was November 4th, 2018 in his speech in Tehran. So Dexter, in in your article, you, you sort of make this connection between Islam, Louis Farrakhan, and Dave Chappelle. So do you think there's something to that? You see, that's the problem is, is that you can't rule it out. And that the thing is, is that if there were a, 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 a I'll be blunt with you, if there were a white comic that had basically had his picture taken with somebody like David Duke, they would have been vilified immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they would have been basically a cordon sanitaire, a, a, you know, would have been drawn around them and they would have said, look, this is not somebody that is going to be part of mainstream American culture anymore. Uh, There was an individual by the name of Owen Benjamin who basically made uh, jokes like this. Uh, And he said an awful lot of hostile things. And now he's basically, you know, living in a compound up in Idaho. uh, And he's having a, a very, he has to, you know, promote his career piecemeal very and he's having a, I think a fairly difficult time doing it and so one of the questions is you know Dave Chappelle isn't responsible for the words that come out of Farrakhan's mouth and that is is, is the truth but the thing is is that when you, you know you allow Farrakhan to put your arm over your shoulder you have your picture taken with him you name drop them to basically kind of kind of give a sense that to, to like some of your supporters, like, yeah, I'm okay with this guy. Uh, that raises a lot of questions that I, that raises a very, you know, legitimate question is, you know, just how close are you to this guy? Um, and, and, and what makes you think that it's okay to hang out with him given the host, the hateful things that he has said about Jews and other people as well. And the thing is, is that in one of his recent, in the recent interview that he, or the interview, not recent, but the one that he did with uh, Dave Letterman mm-hmm. uh, as part of my guest needs no introduction series, which Letterman's been doing towards the end of it, he basically talked about how America, this is Dave Chappelle needs to do better and we need to you know, get along with one another. But the thing is, is that Farrakhan has been one of the most divisive and hateful people in American society for the past two or three decades. So uh, on one hand, he's, he's, you know, saying we all need to get along and we need to basically, you know, try to respect one another's humanity. But then at the same time, he's kind of with a wink and a nod telling us that he's down with Farrakhan. And those two messages are contradictory. And his statements about the need to get along are explicit and they're out in the open. Uh, but his statements about Farrakhan, they're basically kind of like, you know, they're, they're, they're much softer. They're like a wink and a nod. But the Mm. thing is, is that the message is still there. And I think that's the, the real question. 
you know, you know, are you going to expect people to kind of live with these contradictory messages that you've been given without you coming out and saying, look, I don't have anything to do with Farrakhan. He's wrong. Uh, and the thing is, is that Farrakhan came to his defense after uh, the most recent, uh, the closer, after his most recent uh, uh, Netflix special. And, and Chappelle is not responsible for the fact that Farrakhan came to his defense. But at the same time, any other entertainer in the United States who had been defended by Farrakhan would probably have to go up in front of a microphone and say, look, I got nothing to do with Farrakhan. I'm not okay with it. It's wrong. The things that he has said are hateful and beyond the pale. And that's the, that's the end of it. The interesting thing is, is that there has been no response to my piece in the Alga Minor. Uh, and the, and, and I, I don't really know what that's about, but I think there's a lot of people who are frankly on the gravy train and who are doing very well because uh, of their association with with uh, with Chappelle. He's a he's a famous, successful comedian. And who wants to cross him? That sure. that's the question. Who wants to cross Dave Chappelle uh, at the height of his power, so to speak? He, you know, that that's what I think's going on. Dexter, do you think that comedians who go off on anti-Semitic tirades are making anti-Semitism more acceptable and play into the anti-Israel, anti-Jewish narrative. I was reading this week about Michael Che on Saturday Night Live Weekend Update who talked about Israel who has vaccinated half of its population against the coronavirus. And then Michael Che said, I'm going to guess it was the Jewish half. In other words, they vaccinated Jewish people but not the Arab people that live in Israel. And then during recent conflict between Israel and Hamas, where Hamas sent over 5,000 rockets into Israel, comedian John Oliver on Last Week Tonight and Trevor Noah on The Daily Show, they both ignored the facts and the context and blamed Israel for the war. So do you think that comedians that are becoming more and more anti-Semitic, it seems, are, are just playing into this, this narrative. And in comedy, uh, they say you can either punch up or punch down. And so comedians don't want to punch down on the less fortunate because they'll be seen as a bully, but comedians can punch up and get away with it. And so, like you said earlier, Dexter, Jews are seen as privileged and wealthy. So Dave and other comedians feel like they can make... Jewish people targets and they can punch up against the Jewish people without being criticized. So the narrative is becoming more extensive. So what's, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's starting to feel a lot more like in it's more like the 1930s, mm -hmm. you know, with uh, like, uh, you know, father Coughlin, uh, Henry Ford and Charles Lindbergh, you know, what has happened is, is that essentially the hostility or the the the, 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 the polemics that you've, you would would never hear about Jews in the aftermath of the Holocaust are now returning, and it's a new era, and we're going to have to to deal with it and hopefully confront it successfully. I agree, and I, I do believe we are back in the 1930s, and uh, I just pray and hope that you know Christian leaders will catch a hold of what's happening and they'll see it for what it is and they'll begin to voice 
their opinion and uh, speak out against this rising tide of anti-Semitism on social media, in uh, comedy. And Dexter, I so appreciate you being with us today. Thank you for your work. Thank you that you're always taking a stand to defend uh, the Jewish people in America and around the world. Thanks, Dexter, for being with me today. Thank you so much, Aaron. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.